Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everybody, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino and I'm excited about my guest today because she is a certified orthopedic specialist who started on the human side of things and then was like, wait a minute, our animals benefit from that. So I love it because you're a pioneer and you saw a need and just kind of like how I did with the cannabis industry where I was just like, wait a minute, they have the same system as us and can benefit. Same thing goes with their, um, with our animals. So hello, Debbie Taraka. Thank you so much for joining us today. And tell me how that happened. You're working with humans. And then when did it occur to you that your animals could benefit from this also? Oh gosh. So I, you know, I tell this story and people often look at me kind of funny, but I was in physical therapy school and, you know, roommates and your friends get tired of being guinea pigs. Like they're just like, okay, <laughs> stop prodding, stop poking. And so I turned to one of my dogs and I said, gee, you know, they have the same things we do. It's just a little bit different. And why can't we apply all the same principles that I'm learning to dogs. And I still remember one of my favorite professors that said, Debbie, do you really think you could do this with dogs? No one is ever going to pay for this for dogs. Like it's an animal, you know? So every once in a while, I still see her now, like almost 30 years later and say, you know, remember my little thing, <laughs> um, you know, so it has been, you know, I, I do laugh because people will say, do you work with people anymore? I'm like, not directly, but you know, you work with owners, which is, you know, definitely intense. And I'm a dog owner myself and I love my, you know, love my babies. And uh, so it's always so important, but yes, everything that we can do for humans, we can do for animals. So it's been just, I love it. Just absolutely love it. I do too. And I think that's one of the biggest um, gifts that I can give to our audience is to basically realize that all the good things we do for ourselves to take care of ourselves, a lot of times we can do the same thing for our pets. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel so naive when I think about the fact that I was living a natural lifestyle, but my pets weren't. So of course they were benefiting from what I was doing, but I didn't take the same care I did uh, um, for me as I did for them because I didn't know that it would work. And then when I think about it, I'm like, of course it works, you know, right. their bodies systems are so close to ours and they benefit from things like acupuncture, chiropractic, um, you know, natural medicine. So um, once you started this and applying it, I guess, what did you do? Try it on your dog and your dog got better or started running again or yeah. and then how, how did that continue yeah. to go? It I remember when I, because I was working with people and I started pestering a lot of the veterinarians near me. And I really do think they gave me the most difficult cases and said, all right, have at it, you know, and definitely like no matter what, like if you focus on the multimodal approach, you want to decrease pain and inflammation and you want to improve their strength and mobility. If 
we could do that even with the 14 year old grumpy dog that has had a lot of pain. And it just started, I think everyone started to see, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this can help, this can work. And so many facets of, you know, of life, like not even thinking about just post-surgical animals, but also those with arthritis, um, younger dogs, sporting dogs, working dogs. And, you know, really just our, my philosophy in my clinic is every dog deserves to live the best quality of life for the longest time possible. Yeah. Whether, you know, yeah. Whether they're eight weeks or 18. I mean, we want to do the best that we can to, you know, help them along. So, yeah. yeah. So imagine, you know, those of you who are of a certain age, you know, mm-hmm. waking up when you've had a crick in your neck. Um, or let's say you played a sport the day before and you're super sore the next day or something's out of whack because of it. These types of things happen with our animals all the time, but they can't come up to us and go, Hey, could you rub my neck right here? Or I need to go to the chiropractor or I need to take this drug. So what we have to understand is that our dogs are feeling these things and they do need these things and they're awesome. I remember one of my favorite experiences, um, one of my first experiences with a dog chiropractor was my dog, um, one of my dogs coughing all the time and no one could figure it out. And she's like, oh, that's because when he turns this way, this is out of place and it's actually pressing up against his throat and causing the cough. So, you know, that if I had gone to a conventional vet, I would have been test after test after test. I probably would have been given some sort of antibiotic because that's what they do when they have no idea what to, what's going on. And a simple adjustment changed it. So, um, you know, a nerve gets pinched. They can't tell us. I mean, I've watched video after video of what the types of things that you do, where there's a horse who's completely lame and one little adjustment in the back muscle and the horse is using the leg again. They just stop using it. There's nothing else that they can do. They'll just stop. Kind of like how if our neck hurts, we stop turning our head. Exactly. It makes total sense. Yep. And I always say they, you know, if we pay attention to it, they're starting to tell us. So maybe, you know, they stretch a little bit longer in the morning or they, you know, they're, they're doing something, but yeah, it's the, but they're not verbal. They can't tell us, you know, they slept funny and this hurts or the cold weather is bothering them or anything like that. So yeah, absolutely. What are, what do you see the most um, people come in to see you for? What is, what do they benefit from the most from these types of treatments? So a lot of what we see is, um, I don't want to say plain old osteoarthritis, but a lot of dogs, most dogs over the age of five to seven have some form of osteoarthritis and that's going to lead to other issues. And you know, unfortunately it will lead to obesity and that becomes a vicious cycle, you know, so getting the reason them, it usually leads to obesity is because they no longer want to get up and run and play and that type exactly, of thing. Exactly. So, so they hurt, they don't want to move. And yeah, so all of this goes so well with um, a full spectrum hemp extract and CBD, because not only does it relieve um, inflammation and it's so helpful with arthritis, that's how I found it. Yeah. But um, it it's going to support your overall animal's ability. And when a dog is able to go out and run and play, 
it is actually building and forming its own endocannabinoids in its system. So they both go hand in hand. You want them to be able to A, feel good both mentally and physically to be able to get up and go play. And if something goes wrong, get that adjustment, but it all works hand in hand. So it's so important to consider all of those things. And to consider that when your dog turns seven, eight, nine, it's becoming a senior citizen. So arthritis is one of the first things you're going to see. And absolutely. Some, what are some of the signs? I know that the first time I really recognized it with my schnauzer was he stopped going up the stairs. Mm-hmm. What are some other signs that their dogs may be suffering? So certainly, you know, avoiding certain movements that they normally will do like with your schnauzer going upstairs jumping into the back of the car you know so many of us have suvs so they may not want to jump they may be hesitant on a slippery surface because they're starting to lose their balance um you know i always look at the functional activities maybe they're not running to the door to greet you when you walk in or they're definitely taking a little bit more time to get up and you know stretch and that sort of stuff um, avoiding, you know, just certain activities. Maybe they don't want to be outside as long. They don't want to engage as much. Um, dogs are not typically going to verbalize with pain. We're going to see these, you know, more subtle signs of discomfort. Um, you know, definitely sleeping more, maybe yawning more, um, you know, those sorts of things. They're just not as engaged. Really slowing down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there um, a correlation of you know dogs that are jumping in and out of things like SUVs mm-hmm. um, or you know like my Doberman loves to jump up over the back of the couch and onto the floor? Um, are those things we should like prevent them from doing because it can cause so many problems and, and they basically need adjustments afterwards because it's so jarring for them. Some of these SUVs are so high up and a large dog going down. And I'm honestly asking this for selfish reasons because my Doberman has osteosarcoma Mm -hmm. and a lot of times osteosarcoma happens. Well, most often it happens in large breed dogs and it's often in their legs where they cause injury from jumping off of things. So should we prevent them from doing this, at least jumping off and train them otherwise? Because it is something that now makes me go, wow, maybe I should have had her not do that so much. Uh, Absolutely. And you know what I always say, whatever we've done, we've all done things and let that go. But definitely jumping out of a car. You know, if you take even a Doberman, and we ask them to jump down a large SUV, that would be like you and I jumping off a, a 12 foot roof onto That's the That's what couch. I always think of. I'm like, is that yeah. like me jumping off my yeah. roof? <laughs> and then you take smaller dogs, like a Frenchie or a mini Schnauzer, and even jumping off the bed, that's like us jumping off from three stories down. Right. So that downward motion, you know, their body can handle it for a little bit, but then you definitely have the jarring on their forelimbs or the front legs, but also their spine, you know, so I see a lot of spinal issues with dogs jumping off the couch and off the bed. So, and that repetitive, you know, motion over and over again, definitely causes issues. Well, we're going to take a small break and we'll be right back and talk a little bit more about this. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. 
elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right. We are back with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm here with Debbie Taraka, and we're talking about how we can help our animals orthopedically, which is um, so important because of how many dogs do suffer from degenerative diseases as they get older. Um, you know, I've got one now who, you know, I'm considering putting, getting a wheelchair soon because she's really just, she's not feeling any pain or anything. She's just really, she wasn't really using them when we, um, rescued her Mm -hmm. and then she started to do it again. Her mind thinks they're working, you know? So in the morning she'll jump up and run and they'll, they won't be working. You know, they, they have to take some time. Um, so I'm sure a bunch of people are listening and going, oh my gosh, my dog jumps out of the car all the time. Oh my God. What can, what can we do besides now knowing better and training, you know, them not to do it, get a ramp, help them down. Just like a lot of times you have to help them up. Right. Um, what else can pet parents do to help them? So definitely, as you mentioned, ramp or a, even a step with their, you know, with their SUV, sometimes the dogs won't go on a ramp. But always we want to make sure sound mind and body, you know, so keep them active, keep them healthy. I often joke that I think dogs that live in cities versus countries are in much better shape because they're walked in the cities. In the country, we let them out the back door and, you know, let them go. But taking the dog, even if it's for a 10, 15 minute walk a couple times a day is great. Especially because what they want more than anything is to spend time with you. So you're knocking two things out at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it makes them feel good, makes us feel good. Um, Another thing is keep the dog at a good weight. You know, it is amazing. Even a couple of extra pounds, the stress on their joints, um, you know, can definitely cause a lot. I mean, I've had dogs that we've taken one pound off and the owners are like, wow, you know, he's back to being a puppy again. So that's always so important. I always tease owners, have a good, honest buddy that can say, hey, your dog's getting fat, (laughs) you know, that you won't be completely offended by. The other thing is I always ask owners to keep a log. So every month, write down what your dog is currently doing. So, you know, if they're outside, what do they weigh? What do they eat? What are their favorite things to do? And then every month come back to that and you can start to look back and say, oh, you know what? Fluffy was running up and down the stairs. Now they're not. Because if we could recognize an injury or a problem before it becomes bad, then we could treat it and we could be more proactive about it. Um, You know, so to be aware of what their dog is doing. And I know everyone is saying during our pandemic, everyone's gaining weight, people and dogs, but, you know, there are a lot of things that we can do to, you know, help with some activity. Um, 
I'm a big proponent in supplements, you know, joint health, so important. Again, like good food and we, it's what comes in is going to be processed through the body and it's going to- What are some of, what are some of your favorite foods to incorporate to help with joint issues? So I am a big, I I am personally a raw feeder. Um, I know a lot of people cannot do it or are not advocates of it, but looking at um, the less processed, the better. You know, what can you do for your dog? The, just like us, you know, the, the least amount of preservatives and eating fresh and healthy while maintaining a good weight, um, I think is important. When we get back to the basics, we'll, you know, start to, to see. And, you know, the dogs are able to pull a lot of the nutrients from their food, um, which is always important. Yeah, because I know that it's really difficult with um, supplements. There's so many different supplements out there for joints. Of course, my favorite being, you know, my own, which yeah. is full spectrum hemp extract with turmeric and frankincense is my, what I made for my uh, schnauzer when he couldn't go up the stairs anymore, along with things like hydrotherapy, which I know is uh, something that you use on an off to, on a regular basis. I mean, there's nothing more rewarding than when I watch Daisy, who's starting to lose, stop using her back legs, go to the lake, and then I'll take her in and she swims and uses that. They feel light again. Tell me about, you know, the benefits of hydrotherapy, and then we'll come back to the supplements there at the end, since it's such a crazy conversation. But tell me about hydrotherapy, because I love that as a therapy. So again, if you look at the multimodal approach and you focus on decreasing their pain, and we could do that with photobiomodulation, shockwave, I mean, so many ways, but then you want to build up the strength at the same time. So using either an underwater treadmill or like a man-made or your own underwater treadmill, like a lake or river, um, that sort of stuff. When the dog goes into the water, just depending upon the level of the water, we're decreasing their weight. So when it's up to the level of their hip, we've decreased their body weight by about 75%. So you have all the properties of water, the buoyancy, the turbulence, the cohesion that is helping with the circulation. It's helping start to build muscle. Um, In some instances, depending upon the workout, the dog can burn three times as many calories in water as they do on land. I didn't know that. So sometimes it's a nice jump start, you know, on a weight loss program. But then you also have, if you have, the dog has arthritic joints, you have that traction of the water. So they're able, they're lighter, they're able to get better flow going. And it, and the dogs are so proud of themselves because they are, yes, you know, There's they're in nothing the water. More fun than to watch an old creaky yeah. dog get into the lake and just feel like he's king because Absolutely. they're, they're you know, swimming as fast as they can. And obviously they're not feeling any of that weight and pain Mm -hmm. or discomfort that they do when they have all that weight. I know I've had some of the oldest, fattest dogs get in the lake (laughs) and I'm like, okay, we got to get out now. (laughs) Oh no, it's, it's great. And it does so much. I mean, they're feeling good. They're proud of themselves and you know, they're, they're tired and it's a good tired and it's wonderful for them on so many it. regards. And yeah. what a great way to get a fat dog to lose weight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so if someone doesn't have a pool or a lake, um, what do they do? This is something they're, that they can come into the to your facility and get something or what do the how what do they do? 
Yeah, so we're up in Connecticut. We see dogs from all over the New England area, but there are many areas that have underwater treadmills, they have swimming pools, and as long as it's supervised and controlled, it's great. You know, absolutely. And you yeah. had mentioned um, two other therapies before that, before the hydrotherapy. What are those? So photobiomodulation or laser. So mm -hmm. um, photobiomodulation is using the power of light to heal, essentially. And we're using um, either a class 3B or class 4 lasers, and they are great, run the gamut from treating soft tissue injuries to arthritis wounds, neurological conditions. How do they work? So it's by using laser is actually an acronym for, are you ready for this? The light amplification of the stimulated emission of radiation. So big long word there, but by stimulating the enzymes in the cells to trigger the appropriate responses. Got so it. whatever is wrong in the body, it's going to write it, if that makes sense. Kind of because so, the body's going to go pay attention to wherever you're shooting that laser, kind of the same way acupuncture. Absolutely. Works. Yeah. And you could hit acupuncture points. points. You can do that as well. And then pulse shockwave is using um, uh, the shockwaves. So to go in and the same thing to break down inflammation, decrease pain, and also works fantastically with so many conditions. So you know, and then you have your massage and Cairo and acupuncture and all of that. There's so many things to be done to help. Uh, and these are some things that along with the, if you've got a pool or a lake doing hydrotherapy with your dog, but doing massage, is there any other stretching or exercises they could do with their old dog? Absolutely. So massaging is great. Most old dogs like a nice heating pad, um, but definitely gentle stretching. We never want to do anything that's going to hurt. I mean, I always say dogs are much smarter than we are. They're going to avoid anything that, that hurts or bothers them. But yeah, sometimes just sitting with them and gentle massage and moving their legs around to their, you know, letting them be the boss of, you know, what, what is going on. If you can do it in water, even better, because you have all of that. So absolutely. All right. So we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about these supplements and how the heck to find, pick a good one versus a not so good one, because there is so much out there in confusion. So we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart. Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back. It's a Dog's Life, and I'm here with Debbie Taraka, and we're talking about dogs and how we can help them, especially our elderly dogs or dogs who are having issues um, orthopedically and need our assistance. And we're going to talk about supplements now, joint supplements. Um, I'm sure we've all typed in joint supplements for dogs into, you know, Google and seen everything that has come up. And there's a big issue now with getting, um, you know, it's almost as bad as CBD is now. (laughs) Um, where, you know, all these supplements, it's very important to know the source and where they're coming from. I can tell you exactly how to choose a full spectrum hemp extract that's safe and, you know, potent, but I don't know how to tell you to choose, um, a fish oil or glucosamine because, um, there's, it's so confusing and scary now that I don't even bother with either of them because, um, it is so confusing and so saturated with, bad things. So what, what kind of advice can you give pet parents on those types of things and what you've seen work the best and how to choose the best products? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. There's so many products out there and just like on the human market, they're promising everything from like youth to, you know, Um, so I always tell owners to what may work for nine out of Dogs may not work for you, you know, so for 90% of them, it may not work for you and your dog. I mean, that you definitely have to be, um, your dog has to want to take it, you know, forcing it down their throats, not always the, the best option either. So definitely looking for proven, you know, so does this work? Where's the scientific background? Um, is it a natural substance? So, you know, definitely looking at that and what, where's it coming from? I, I always look at things. Would I take this myself? Would I put it in my body? Would I give it to my human children? I like that. Um, Is it sustainable? Yeah. You know, there's nothing worse than we find something great, but we're taking it from something else that causes it absolutely worse. So Absolutely. And I, I, it's funny. It's one of the new things when it came to full spectrum hemp extracts, I would be like, look, get the COA, find the COA. You know, that was my most important thing um, to tell people how to find a good product. Now, one of the most important things I'm like, look at the people behind the company. Who are they? Do you know who they are? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) They know, do they have an education and a scientific background in biology and plant medicine? You know, right. where do they come from? So I almost feel like that's more important now and then proving what you're getting in the product because what happens is the moment a trend happens in the United States, we start getting fake products from China that just come in. I'm a I'm I'm always say don't buy your supplement or anything for your pet on from Amazon because right you know, that's not going to work. So, you know, looking the company, looking at where they're sourcing it, is it sustainable? Is it human grade? Um, something that you can take yourself. I, most of the supplements that I take are all natural and they're dog stuff mm-hmm. as it's purer than the human stuff. <laughs> I always like, I would tell my children when they're younger, you know, does a Cheeto, like, does that color exist in nature? No. You know, so I always look at that with, you know, it sounds funny, but some of the the dog supplements coming out they're you know, for our appeal, I mean, they're a bright color, but that's not natural. And, 
you know, how much, or even the list of ingredients, you're like, wait a minute, if this is just one pure source, why is there a list this long of ingredients? Exactly. Um, What are some of the, do you use um, supplementation um, with your own dogs? I do. So what do you recommend? So I like for my, my joint health, I use Dasaquin Advanced for if they're in an inflammatory phase, they get the eggshell membrane. Um, when they're just down on a regular dose, they're on the, the regular Dasaquin Advanced. Um, they also take uh, Wellactin or a fish oil to help them along. They're all on CBD products um, for different reasons, one for pain, one for anxiety. Um, So absolutely. And then just depending, they're on um, some other things as well. So, yeah. Great. Um, This has been so helpful. Um, If, you know, our listeners don't live in Connecticut. (laughs) Is that where you said you lived? Connecticut, right? Connecticut, yeah. Yeah. I didn't remember that correctly. where can they find information on where they could find a specialist um, like yourself and or can they get in touch with you? Yep, absolutely. So they could go onto my website, wizardofpaws.net. So it's easy to remember. And if they could contact me through there and I'd be glad to help find someone in different parts of the country or the world and that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Really learned a lot and I appreciate it. I, I like to know that I'm on the, the right path when I'm making my dogs swim in the lake. <laughs> Besides that they just like it. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining us and take care. Thank you. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.